I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Today on Exploring the Prophetic, we have William Hacker, who just finished filming and is now releasing Finger of God 2. It's a movie, a documentary-style movie, where he goes on a journey to see God perform miracles through a number of different people that are becoming well-known in the charismatic culture and the Pentecostal culture and even the church culture at large. So you're not going to want to miss this, but I just want to talk about William for a minute because I got introduced to him through Darren Wilson, who was on season one of Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. You can listen to that one still if you want to go back in the archives. And Darren just became a voice for hey, God's moving. Let's look at this for real. We can look at it in a cerebral way, but also in a heart way and have a spiritual experience while in our in our belief system while watching movies. And so Will Hacker has been working alongside of uh, Darren for a while now, and he was going on his own journey of this kind of same questioning, but different because he already had a measure of faith for it, but just asking some very big questions and decided to go on a journey of asking those questions for us and with us to God yeah, I made a movie about that called Finger of God too, which is very much in line with the first Finger of God. So if you liked any of Darren's movies, you're going to love this movie. But I wanted to talk to him just about his whole process and just about the fact that he was a pastor at a church in Illinois and and moved his whole family based on the Word of God to be with Darren when he has no film experience at all and wanted to make films. And I just think that it's the perfect picture of when we're exploring the prophetic and how God speaks to us. And there's certain projects that help so many people that would have never been birthed if we go through the traditional route. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Will uh, Hacker. Before we go there, I have a special promotion I'm going to share with you right now. I have a new eight-week e-course called God's Secrets, and this is developing a lifestyle of words of knowledge. And I'm going to take you through teaching, activations, impartations, even quizzes to understand what words of knowledge are and how to have a biblical-based approach to applying these in your everyday life. I want to encourage you, download it now. You can do it online at your convenience over eight weeks, and it's going to change the way you think about the prophetic. Go to bullsministries.com or www.courses.bullsministries.com. Well, I am excited because I've been deeply impacted by WP Films, which William Hacker is working for right now, along with his own film company to make The Finger of God 2, which I have not seen yet, and I can't wait to see it. But I have here on the podcast with me, Will Hacker. How are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you? I'm so good. I've only seen the trailer now. I'm so now. thankful. I'm so thankful to be here, man. I, 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 I'm just going to say I'm a little bit of a fanboy. Yes. And, uh, you guys go deep, man. It is so good. It's so good to hear just all these amazing stories of voices of uh, people speaking into the culture and speaking into the highest places of authority. I mean, it's so good, dude. Oh, it's wild. It's just, it's wild what people are willing to share and I feel like uh, I'm not a very good Barbara Walters, but we have those Barbara Walters moments, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. I'm like learning how to Barbara Walters people, but I'm not very good at it yet. So I'll hopefully get there with you. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what happened? I'm just kidding. But um, but I have seen the trailer to the movie, and I'm really excited for you. It looks phenomenal. Thanks. And it's released. As of this podcast, it'll be fully out. So like, because this podcast will be airing right around the time it's out. 
So, so tell me about some of the feedback because you guys have pre pre launched it and people are watching it. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us, and then we'll go into your story in a minute. But tell us a little bit about this particular project because it's such a passion project of yours. Yeah. Um, so I was a pastor for 14 years, and uh, I was up in Chicago. I was in a mega church in evangelical land. I can hear it in your voice, just so you know. <laughs> it's not Preach bad, it. but Preach I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> and, the, and, and, you know, it's so funny that I um, had no real desire to re-enter um, uh, the, the film industry or the film world. And, and uh, through a friendship with Darren, he just pulled me aside and said, hey, man, you're, you're supposed to make a, a film with me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I uh, remember going home to my wife and telling her we're going to move our family, we're going to move uh, our house, we're going to move away from our church and this steady job, and we're going to go live with Darren. Wow. And uh, you know, it was a it was a process, it was a journey, and and just almost like everything, every journey, it was awesome in the beginning. The Lord called us to be friends with the Wilsons. He called us uh, to. Um, do these adventures with God, um, TV shows, and next thing I know, things are kind of skidding down and, and getting crazy and getting really hard, and we go into almost financial ruin, and out of that actually is birth, Finger of God too, where I had been working on Darren for two years of, you know, I don't understand what's going on here, and I don't understand what you saw here, and th in this part of the film, you were doing this, and help me understand, and at some point, he just said, uh, you know, you have to actually go on your own journey. Wow. You, you can't be my journey. And yeah. he did it in a very loving way, but he, he basically said, you know, it was 10 years since Finger of God uh, first came out, 10th anniversary, and he said, you know what, the world needs to see, so what? What's the point? You know, what are the point of the miracles? And, and what are miracles? So we'll do this, this real fast the 10th anniversary. some people haven't even heard the, the series of movies that you guys have worked on. Tell everybody yeah. what the kind of movies, what are they? So Darren, uh, 10 years ago, went on this journey, given uh, a direct order by uh, a, a god through an angel. And he'll have to tell you the story sometime. It's absolutely phenomenal. But the angel breakthrough told him to make a movie. And, um, you know, his aunt had received a gold tooth. And he just wanted to figure out, like, is God still in the business of doing miracles? Yeah. And he... He, he got $30,000 from his grandmother to, to make it. And Ooh, next thing he knew, out of his garage, it became a gigantic kind of underground sensation. And uh, he then started pursuing filming God doing miracles around the world. And uh, it's funny, if in the evangelical world, if somebody, went, if somebody had told me, oh, there's this person who's filming God doing miracles around the world, I've been like, if that's true, then I would have seen it. And the reality is, is that like, I'm gonna doubt almost everything that's going on. And here I am actually walking this path. And so um, I, he's made now five films, Finger of God, Fierce Love, Father of Lights. And uh, just what is it about the Father that uh, draws us in? And is there any place that you can go that God's light can't shine? And they're so impactful. And then Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost Reborn, where um, he literally takes a massive risk and says, Holy Spirit, I want you to direct this film. I'm going to go wherever you tell me. And, and then that's where we get uh, to this place of, of Finger of God 2 fits into that now. Of, it's been 10 years of 
dynamically filming God doing miracles around the world. So now what? And you personally, like for, for you to go on your journey, your version of the journey, you came out of the church you were involved with was pretty mainline evangelical from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah. you didn't so, have a lot of grid for a lot of this. So even though you've been with Darren for a long time, to have your own personal journey with it, what was that like? Yeah, so, you know, the evangelical world, I was over 2,500 kids, 600 volunteers on a weekend. It was a very large church. Wow. And, you know, we had formula and function and we had a funnel to work people through a discipleship model. And, and really, there just, in, in my mind, wasn't a whole lot of place. There wasn't a space for the Holy Spirit to move other than the space that we gave him. And um, it's really interesting. So about three years prior to us going through this process of joining Darren and making films and going into the charismatic world, you know, I was a pastor and I was desperately needing a relationship. I had really grown dry. I was working through how do I continue uh, without uh, being fake. I, I, I was only interested in the works of God because of the business model that had been formulated around me and created around me. And, and I was excited to see God move, but it was so empty. It was like dry bones in the sand. And so um, it was a massive uh, step for me to say, uh, my relationship with you, my, my friendship with you, your voice is more important than my paycheck or my uh, security. And so when I left, uh, it created a gigantic stir wow. because um, I had, in, in many ways, I was uh, the face of children's ministry. I had created a curriculum um, that was two years long in children's world, and it went around the world. I mean, it's a massive curriculum. So my face was kind of distributed around the world, and, and God used it in amazing ways. Um, but the reality was is that, uh, the church that the church that I came from, it was not acceptable for me to move from their doctrine, their understanding of the Holy Spirit, to the present place that I am in hearing God's voice on a regular basis. So it, it created an unbelievable stir. And we, there was emergency meetings called and pastors having conferences and a, uh, the lead pastor having a, uh, like a, a literal uh, dispensational distribution of information for hours. So it was, it was a big deal, dude. It was a big deal. It was a call out. And he actually, he actually taught all the, all the pastors for three straight hours on an emergency conference and then pulled me up and said, all right, well, what do you think about the Holy Spirit? Why don't you tell us all the stuff that you understand? And so it wasn't just a simple like, Hey, we bless you. We're excited about it. It was, it was a show off. So wow. it was interesting. So did you have all four of your kids at that point? I did. Yeah, so, we, uh, so your whole family uprooted and said, we're going on this God journey. God's <laughs> spoken to us. Because in this podcast, we're exploring the prophetic. And people need to hear when you actually move forward into a new area, it's, it affects your whole family. It's like a whole family decision. So yeah. how was that for your wife and your kids moving to, you know, where were you guys at? Was Darren in uh, Carolinas at that point? Darren had moved to uh, Carolina after uh, kind of cultivating a friendship and inviting me down. So it's really interesting how the Lord spoke in this, in that he told me to make a film for sure, but he was very specific on saying, you're called to be Darren's friend. 
Wow. And I remember telling my wife, I think we're supposed to move everything, <laughs> go down to South Carolina, take a 70% pay cut, wow. have no house, because we're supposed to be f friends with Darren and Janelle and their family. And that did not go over great. <laughs> was your wife kind of like, in, had she moved into the same realm of hearing God's voice and connecting to God or was no. this new for her? It was completely new. And as a matter of fact, I mean, the deliverance we had um, within, um, let's say three months of moving down, uh, we went, met with uh, Brian Schwartz who helped us oh, in yeah. our marriage and he delivered a demon from our marriage that was there for 15 years. Uh, it, we did not, it was very, very difficult to be unified in that decision. So <laughs> wow. the Lord completely spoke into it. And shortly after we moved down, we uh, moved into financial ruin. I mean, we were on the verge of having absolutely no money living in Darren's basement. It wasn't like good times Westmont High. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. And, and the reality was is that um, she had to hang on to uh, the word that the Lord gave me. And, uh, and I was really sensitive to the fact that I'm not sure if I'm hearing the voice of the Lord completely right anyways. So it was a pretty scary season. So take us past that. What happened to break through? Well, I... Uh, do a 40-day fast. I tell Darren, oh, we are done. We can't financially be here anymore. Uh, he agrees. Uh, during the 40-day fast, uh, the, and, and the Lord had not spoken to me for almost a year. Wow. And I really believe it's because uh, he was holding on to the word that he gave me, and he didn't want to confuse me about a new word that he was going, that was going to deter me from the thing that he had called me to. Wow. And so he, he established, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're being obedient. And anything else, honestly, would have derailed me from that. And so during the fast, we um, got all of the funding for the film, wow. got the idea for Finger of God 2, and started filming within a month of that time. And we had about 14 different, um, uh, including the demonic leaving our marriage, we had about 14 breakthroughs during that fast. Yeah, like you guys got and, a house uh, and placement by school oh, you wanted to go yeah, to. Some, and <laughs> somebody calls and says, hey, do you guys need a house? And we're like, yeah, yeah, like, we are do. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. And, uh, and, and it was interesting is that I then began to walk uh, in the confidence that the Lord had um, had given those promises. But... I started hearing the Lord's voice on a regular basis, hour by hour, not just day by day or month by month. And it began, it began to change dramatically once that provision started. Wow. So, okay, let's go forward to the movie. Thank you for sharing that stuff because I think people do need to hear it. Like when you're in a transition, we, we have a joke, like when we do prophetic consulting or when I become an advisor, like a business or a movie company or whatever, I'm like, if you are literally giving your company to God as the CEO or the chairman or whatever, and maybe before God was your partner, but now you're saying, God, you can run it all. You, you can have it all. You can run it all. I'm not just looking at 10%. I'm looking at the whole thing's yours. Whatever you want to do, you're going to go through a period of deconstruction before reconstruction. And, and it's really wild to watch people go through it because like, they're like, I just hired you. I'm go I've just gone through the worst season of my life. And I'm like... No, this is actually the best season of your life because you're learning how to be a, his friend. You're learning intimacy with God and you're learning how to not just say, 
I saved that seat at my boardroom table for God. You know, like he can speak anytime he wants to because he's my partner. And I'm like, he doesn't want to be your partner. He wants to be your boss. He must be your Lord. Come on. You know, it's just such a different concept and mentality. So like you and your wife and your kids coming into Darren's world to be his friend and just obeying that word. And then getting another word about the movie. It's like he, it sounds like he deconstructed some things and reconstructed some things that oh. were probably so essential to your marriage. I mean, how cool that after all of those years having that, demonic tension in your marriage like it sounds like you've had and then all the breakthroughs that came it sounds like you have like a great life now well and and honestly even though the movie is great and the ministry is amazing and seeing people be healed during the movie is unbelievable watching god's glory move having a a, nor, a marriage where we get normal married problems yeah <laughs> like we you know having a house you know we we talk about it all the time we used to have a house and now we have a home. Oh, I love and that. And it's, it's amazing how the Lord has transformed um, just our family. And, and we're on tour together. You know, all, all six of us are in an wow. RV traveling around the U.S. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, and the Lord just told me um, early on in the process of planning out the tour, um, we're doing this together. And he didn't just mean him and I. He actually said my entire family, we're all doing this together. And, your whole family is going to be included in, in the blessing that is of your obedience. So it's, you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Chad Norris. He's uh, pastor yeah, of Ridgeway. Of course. Yeah, he's a great and, guy. And uh, yeah, his, uh, he, was, he gave me my first uh, prophetic word. So I come out of the evangelical world. I'm sitting in uh, their office and he works himself up for about 10 minutes because he's like, this is going to be the hardest word I've ever given. And he looks right at me amongst about 15 people and he says, uh, you are going to be crushed like grapes. Wow. It's, now it's going to make sweet wine, but you're going to be, you're going to go through the hardest season you've ever gone and you're going to be crushed like grapes. And it was so funny. Um, I, I, I find so many people will only give words that are, are positive and uplifting and encouraging. And, and honestly, I held on to that word for about a year and a half to two years during that season of drought. So yeah, yeah that was a, that was a, big big thing and that me. comes to like i think when we're again exploring the prophetic like there's two sides of love like i could look at my daughter who's scream crying going i don't want to go to school today because she's in preschool and i know she needs to be there i know she needs a stimulation in her heart and her mind and i can be the wrong kind of love which is okay stay home with me which ruins both of our lives or i can look yes, at her and go yes. love also tells you no like love also tells yep. you is also preparing you even in with something you would never want to do and something that I would never want you to have these emotions about, but I know what it's going to do for you. And I feel like God is such a good father that sometimes when the prophetic comes, it really does introduce us to things that we wouldn't put ourselves through. Obviously, you're not going to put yourself through crushing, but God's like, I'm going to use this season. Romans 8, 28, I'll use it all for your good to bring you into who you need to be. And I think I think that that's so valuable. But I do want to switch gears because I love that. I love these. I love where we've gone in this conversation. But I was reading some of the notes because you and I haven't talked since you started. The, I think right when you started the film or right before you started the film, I was out on set with you guys for Adventures yep. with God. But I haven't talked to you since you've done the film. And one of the stories that I read about was the Ghana story. When you were just starting, you were with Reinhard Bonk and Daniel Kalinde in a dark <laughs> night. And you're trying to figure out how do we even film miracles? Where do we put the camera? Like, how does it, we want to show something? Like, tell me about that. Because I put myself as a, I'm not a filmmaker yet, but as a as if I was directing this process and it actually caused me anxiety just reading it I was like what what did you do so well and I think that it's interesting 
what's important about my background is that I don't have any sort of film education. I don't know what I'm doing. I barely know how to hold a camera. <laughs> that's awesome. And so you and Darren, Darren both. Said, that's hey. great. <laughs> yeah. When Darren said, hey, you're supposed to make films, I'm like, bro, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't do what you're asking me to do. And he's like, ah, the Holy Spirit will teach you. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. And so I found that actually to be so true in the fact that uh, first place we go is Ghana. 200,000 people on the field. I'm standing there with a camera and I'm asking the Lord, all right, where's the miracle going to happen? I, the, I'm supposed to be here filming a miracle. Where's it, where's it going to happen? And I realize in that moment, there's 200,000 people. Where do you point the camera? When do you point it? Like, you know, where are you supposed to be? And, and that process truly was the most discovering process of... Um, it's not so much about your abilities, it's about listening to the Father and Him saying, I'm highlighting this person, I'm giving you this person uh, to, to witness to the world, my glory. And, and so it's, it's interesting, the first two hours we're in Ghana, Daniel gets summoned by the king. Now it's an 80% Muslim country. And he gets wow. summoned by the Muslim king to, to basically convince him that we should be there. Wow. You know, the, the, the stage is set. This is part of the film for sure. But I get all geeked up and I'm like, oh my goodness, God, okay, you're, you're showing me, I'm listening. So we're flying this drone and I'm, I'm getting these amazing shots of Daniel driving in this um, you know, brigade and it's a military escort and the drone takes off. Oh, no. And I lose the drone <laughs> and I have to decide Lord, do you want me to go to the king or do you want me to go get the drone? And I decide, you know, hey, I can't afford losing a multi-thousand dollar drone on the first two hours of the shoot. Oh, man. So I drive away and go find it. It lands within 30 seconds. I then have, I ha it's interesting, I have this moment then of, all right, Father, I've heard you do this. There's rumors. I've heard Sean Bowles talk about it, <laughs> where there's, there, you can give directions. And so in a country, I've been in for two hours, third world country, with a Nigerian driver, we start going. And, and I, it's funny, and this was the biggest learning moment for me and hearing the voice of God. Um, I ask, you have to tell me left or right straight. And as we're driving, I, Sean, I'm making things up. I'm just <laughs> saying left and right. And I, I know what the voice sounds like and I am just making things up. And so I'm just, but I'm keep, I'm keep on, I'm spitting out words. I'm, and we drive for about 15 minutes and we get stopped by um, a mil military police with AK-47s. And without speaking, they get into our, our car, into the van, they board it and then start demanding that the driver drive around. And I, I'm thinking, this is how you disappear in a country. We have yeah. no cell phones, no service. Yeah. And, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, I, I'm sorry that I made things up. I'm sorry that I was pretending to hear your voice. And, but I really needed to get to the king. 15 minutes later, they drive us to the king's palace. They, they pull us through the barricade where we wouldn't have been able to get through had they not been in the car. They never speak a word to us, get out, and we walk right into the king's palace to film. And there, Daniel's 
preaching the gospel to the king, which I was absolutely shocked. And I, I realized sometimes you hear the voice of God and you're right on, but there's a lot of times where you step out and you're not right. And because you're in friendship with him, you're in communication constantly and he directs you not in the way that you expected, but in the way that he needed to get you to the place that he was, he's, he's about to move and about to do something in your life. And I realized it that was a very so good. Big, it was a deep moment for me because I don't think that I'm right all the time. I don't think that I'm spot on, but he, he backs me up because we're friends. I think that's he, like, this I, is so important for people to hear. I'm, I'm just making rhetoric because it's so true. I feel like people think sometimes like, you know, I have a profound gift or whatever. I'm like, I have profound faith. I don't have a very profound gift at all. <laughs> I do have profound faith. And the faith is because he's so good, not because I have a gift of faith. It's because I followed him and he's led me. But I feel like I'm. your story is so much more how the prophetic works with me than like some mm. of the old Latter Rain guys or some of those old stories you hear where they're like, turn left. I'm like, I, I found myself in your situation nine times out of 10 where I'm like, I'm trying to obey. I think I'm not making this up. This is really happening. So I walk off platforms or I walk out of rooms with presidents or rooms where we're deciding something the United Nations or whatever. I walk out of those places and go, was that even God? Like God, you're so good. Like, <laughs> yes. like you're yes. so good. Like that's, I know you share the same headspace with me. I think I heard from you. But some of that I may not have even, I don't even know how this all works, you know? And I think people oh, who are, who, who can give you the whole formula are scary to me because there's yeah. this place that lacks relationship or even awareness that we're not all that profound, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. So I love that right. your movie like, shows that. I love that you take people on that journey because oh that's what people goodness. relate to. Wow. And, and, you know, I think it's really interesting for me too is that, um, I'm still growing. I'm still like an infant when it comes to hearing the God, hearing the Lord's voice or moving in the prophetic or words of knowledge. I'm, I'm still like a child. And and so many times I'm I'm working through the Lord. Okay, is that you or is that me? And uh, I remember uh, being in China and hearing the word uh, that this girl who's part of the underground church, um, she's a mouse. She's, she's not speaking. She's got hair over her eyes and and the Lord says, that girl's name is Firecracker. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what that means. And it's funny, I'm surprised at how many people won't tell you that you're not on with a word of knowledge or word. And I think it's really important because I need to understand that was me or that was the Father. I just, help me understand yeah. that that was my voice or that was his voice. And if you yeah. don't tell me the truth, so I tell this girl, hey, I think your name's Firecracker. It's being translated. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's like, super helpful. Oh, God blessed me instead of you by letting me take a risk. With yeah. You. Thank you. That's it. And so it turns out she gets prayed over by a guy named Putty Putman, um, who I'm good friends with, who does School of Kingdom Ministry. And she gets whacked for about four and a half hours. She's on the ground screaming. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, she gets up. First thing that she says, she looks right across the room. And she goes, my name is Firecracker. Uh, and I go, oh, okay. Okay. Like, I now understand where I was supposed to speak into it and how you were speaking and how the Lord worked through that whole thing. But it, it's just interesting, the transparency of using one another's voice to understand the Father's voice. It's just, if we're not in community doing it, I am 
I'm completely lost. Well, and yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's like it's this relationship we have with God. And I, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the mind, the, the actual human mind, is the only organ in our body that's developed socially or relationally. And mm. the main ways that God speaks to us is through our mind. All through the scripture, like First Corinthians 2, where it says mm. we have the mind of Christ. So when you have that aspect going on, like we have to have church and community and friends and people around us to help the development spiritually to our spiritual mind or else we won't really go there. And so for me, like I, everything God speaks Come is all on. about relationship. And it's been not modeled that way for so long that that's one of the things we're trying to reform, which is why I love your your concept of your movie. I can't wait to watch it because you going on these adventures. To g- just give us the highlight reel real fast because we have a few more minutes of the movie. Yeah. What can we look forward to in watching it? So we go into the Middle East and uh, do street evangelism with... Uh, uh, oops, oops, you cut out. The, Wait, uh, save that all again. I'm so sorry. We go into the Middle East. So we go into the Middle East and uh, we do street evangelism, street power, uh, uh, words of knowledge in the Middle East. That's illegal. And Robbie Dawkins <laughs> almost gets arrested. Of course. Uh, we almost get taken by the, the military, which is pretty scary. And God does something radical with uh, the people who get touched on the street. Uh, wow. We go in Redding, California, we go out with a group of students from uh, their school there and, and uh, these 20, 21 year olds get a word of knowledge and it radically transforms an entire group of people that just absolutely had no uh, expectation that night that they were going to meet God. Wow. And uh, the entire room gets healed. I mean, it, there's there's a demon that's delivered. Uh, a guy gets healed. A guy named Mike gets healed and it is absolutely uh, dynamic. We go, I get uh, smuggled into underground China for five weeks. Wow. And um, we get to see uh, some of the most most powerful uh, witnesses for Christ. One of the things I absolutely love um, about the process of filming is the fact that God interceded and he wrote the script for the film. And so many times I would go into a situation, I would film something, and I would say, well, is this it? Is this what you want uh, the world to see of your glory? And he would literally write the script and change the the way that I was looking at something. And so I went into China thinking I was going to, see miracle after miracle and all these amazing things and he he put me on the floor and said this is this is my miracle this is the miracle these people wow and when you see it you'll understand it it changes the way that you even see the hand of god move and so um then i went with brian head welch uh, and scott mcnamara uh, from corn amazing we went uh and took over a bar asked the lord uh, you take over churches all the time with the Holy Spirit. Will you take over a bar? <laughs> and uh, on the day that the IRA parade, you know, the, the troubles, the, the parade between the Protestants and the Catholics is going on, and it is a mess. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the mafia actually come to kick us off the street, and some of the people in the mafia get whacked by the Holy Spirit, wow. hear the Father's voice. It is it's dynamic. And then finally, Go to uh, Ghana with Daniel uh, Kalenda and Seafan, and we go face to face with the king. And uh, the the way that that transpires is nothing short of uh, uh, unbelievable move of God. It's probably the scariest I've ever, most fearful I've ever been as a Christian sitting in that room, wow. and waiting to hear what the what the Lord was going to do. But yeah, the confidence that Daniel has in hearing God's voice is unbelievable. It's on display for the world to see. Oh, I can't wait. Seriously, like I love all those guys. I've 
met most of them that you're talking about who are in that film and just so highly respect them. So I know I was going to ask you a question. What's the biggest risk you've taken? But the film describes it. You know, like these are the things that <laughs> you've risked your whole life just to make the film, which is I don't know if people yeah. will understand that, that you went into some really risky situations just out of wanting to show people what God's like and who he is. And so thank you for doing that. Well, yeah. that's amazing. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, I would love for people to go to fingerofgod2.com. Yes. Uh, you can actually check it out. Uh, there's a sneak peek, but uh, we're going to do a world premiere December 3rd. Um, we're showing it at churches around the U.S., um, but I'm at Hacker Will Go. Uh, my company's Will Go Films, but at Hacker Will Go, Instagram, Facebook, um, email, Gmail uh, would be great. And uh, I, I love actually interacting and hearing people's stories of of the way in which the, the movie's impacting them on a regular basis. I mean, people are already getting healed. There's, there's been a deliverance in the middle of the film, which was uh, interesting. So, wow. yeah, God's, God's moving. Voice, voice of God is absolutely speaking to people as they watch the film. Well, this is the kind of film that, I mean, exact, our podcast supplements, just in the sense of showing real life situations where God speaks. So I'm so appreciate you being on Exploring the Prophetic today because this is exactly what I want people to get awakened to and just to have a perspective about. So thanks for being on the show, seriously. Yeah, oh, it was absolutely, again, fanboy. I love <laughs> the show, I love what you're bringing to the world, man. This is, this is legit, this is it, what's what the world needs. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I wanna encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.